Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. One tea time and filter with your loving tea. Hey, tea sippers. Happy Sunday. I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. So I want to come on here and talk to you guys today about discernment and listening to your gut instinct and not allowing people to shame you because you listen to that gut instinct because your discernment, your gut instinct, your spiritual discernment, whatever you want to call it, can literally save your life. So let me go ahead and tell you about some things that went down with me three weeks ago. So as some of you guys know, I went out to L.A. for BET Weekend. And what was so funny is that even before I went out to L.A., I had did a video about Airbnbs. It was a video I did about a woman who Airbnb'd and beat her home. And the lady ended up squatting in her home and refusing to leave. And so, as you guys know, I have used Airbnb for years. I'm talking about since like 2014. And I haven't really had any issues with it. You know what I'm saying? So... This is not my first rodeo with Airbnb. I literally chose Airbnb over even staying at hotels just because I liked them. It was more convenient. It was more space, things like that. So this particular time, um, three weeks ago, I chose an Airbnb in Los Angeles. And what a lot of people don't know is that with Airbnb, they're just showing you the pictures. You don't know the address. You don't know the location. You don't get all the details until after you've booked and paid your money. So for y'all who don't understand that, this is why I ended up in this situation. Not because I knowingly chose that location, that address. No, you're literally just going off of the pictures and then you get all the details after the fact. So I need y'all to keep that in mind. So what ended up happening is I had saw a nice Airbnb condo. And I said, okay, cool. You know, this looks decent. It's a one-bedroom. It looks newer, you know. So I said, well, I'll choose this one. So I ended up paying $1,300 for five days. So for so matter of fact, the Airbnb was more than a hotel, okay? So I choose it. Um, L.A. is having a lot of issues with the homeless population down there. Anybody who's from L.A., anybody who's lived in L.A., y'all understand where I'm coming from. I lived in L.A. for close to four years. There'd be times where I'd have auditions in downtown L.A., and I'm literally getting chased by homeless people. Schizophrenics. You know what I'm saying? So I get there, and it's literally a maze of instructions. There's nowhere for me to park in her building. Usually, like, let's say I do an Airbnb in Atlanta you get that person's parking space. They go on about their business. You get their parking space. You pull in. The lock is on the door inside a secure building. You are in the unit. You're you're in the building, and then you're putting the code in to get into the unit. Well, this girl was telling me that, oh, there's no parking at the apartment. I said, well, where do you expect me to park? I have a bunch of luggage with me. I have my media case. What do you want me to do? Oh, well, there's public parking across the street, and then you got to walk down a ways to the apartment. So that right there was strike number two for me. So I finally pull up into the park, into the public parking spot, and I get there, and I'm like, okay, where am I going now? And she's literally telling me in the instructions, oh, there's a lock box where the lock is attached to the fence, and it's like the fifth lock down or some mess. 
and I can just unlock it. So I'm like, I've never in my life in using Airbnb ever experienced this. So now I'm going and I get there. There's literally no lie, 20 locks on this disgusting, dirty ground. I have on my suitcase with me because the thing is in L.A., there's been a lot of carjackings. So you literally cannot leave anything in your car. So I have my two suitcases. I have my media bag and my backpack. And I'm sitting here like this is insane. So now I'm trying to count to the fifth lock. I'm trying to fumble with it. And it's so hard to even it's not touch screen. It's not like a touchpad. You have to like, you know, scroll the lock up and down. Like you have to like, you know, move the numbers up and down. And the numbers are stuck. You can tell this shit has been out here for months in the elements. And so now I'm getting a funny feeling. I'm starting to, because mind you, I'm on literally on the ground on my knees trying to fumble with this. And I have bags around me. I start getting this funny feeling and something says, TT, look up. And I look up and I stop and I'm noticing that. There's men around me and they're not walking. You know what I'm saying? Because before I was hearing feet walking by. And it's like all of a sudden I'm not really hearing any movement. And I'm looking up and I'm seeing people watching me. At that point, something in my spirit said, get your shit and get the hell up out of here now. Okay? But before I did that, I made sure to take pictures and videos. Because I'm like, this is ridiculous. I had to let Airbnb know what's going on. So now I get up. I said, I'm not doing this. I grab all my stuff. I walk right back to the car, put everything in the car, and I sit in the parking lot. And I'm just, I'm really upset at this point because I'm like, I have nowhere to stay. I have all my stuff. I need to find a hotel. But most importantly, I need to let Airbnb know what's going on. So I end up hitting them up. I'm telling them I don't feel safe. This is what's up. I'm contacting the girl, and she's trying to argue with me and say, oh, we do this all the time. It's the fifth one. You just don't know which one. I said, no, there's literally men out here watching me tinker with a lock. I'm not doing this. And then I still have to walk down the street to your Airbnb. You have me messed up. I want a full refund. I'm not staying here. I don't feel safe. And so... You know, I end up getting a nice hotel near LAX, right? So I end up just going to the hotel, checking in. You know, I felt better. And I posted everything on, you know, social media to let people know what I was going through. So I'm going to go ahead and show you guys um, what I posted on Twitter and what I posted on Instagram. So this was the Airbnb listing I took screenshots of. Because like I said, you don't get all of this information until you pay the money. And her wording was just very strange to me that she kept saying, this is a friendly reminder. Airbnb has struggled in Los Angeles. Even her writing has struggled. And she's saying, so for our benefit, please don't mention anyone about Airbnb. So that was a red flag to me. Then she said it again later on in the description. Again, don't mention to anyone about Airbnb. Please take good care of the furniture. Thank you. So... I told Airbnb about that. Like, that is not okay. She is illegally renting out her Airbnb. That is why she has locks on the ground with all these other Airbnb locks because they can't have them on their physical doors. Because if your apartment building allows you to sublease and do Airbnb, you can have the lock on your door. You don't have to have it up the street around the corner over at grandmother's house we go. Okay? So these were red flags that I made Airbnb aware about. Um... And I took the video. I want y'all to listen to the video really quick. 
There's a bunch of lock boxes outside. And you're supposed to, I guess, pick that one and put in the code. I've tried for several minutes. This is just, I'm not staying here. This is crazy. I've never seen nothing like this. There's no parking. This cannot be legal. All right, so you guys just saw that video. So this is what I posted to Airbnb. I said, at Airbnb, the fact that you're allowing people to run illegal Airbnbs in Los Angeles with no safety concern for your paying clients is disgusting. You and your company should be ashamed. So if someone gets robbed or hurt fooling with Grace's illegal listing, it's no big deal, huh? So that is what I posted. And I mean, we had a big discussion on the page. You know, people were shot. But then you had, you know, there's comments that y'all don't see of people, you know, and I just block those people. I don't have time. Oh, you're, you know, you're blasting this woman. She's just trying to make money. Oh, you're, you know, you're doing too much. It's not that serious. You're being dramatic, T. Oh, you're a diva. Again, I am somebody who has used Airbnb since 2015. Y'all have never seen me make a post like this. I literally Airbnb'd I literally a mansion in Atlanta not even a few weeks ago for my event. So I use Airbnb like this is not, you know, y'all know I don't take to social media to complain about stuff, especially things I can handle behind closed doors. But I felt like I had to let my audience know what was going on, especially in L.A. And so after me blast them because they were saying that they couldn't refund me and all this other stuff, they got real spicy with me on the phone. I said, well, I'm not arguing back and forth with y'all. That's one thing I don't do. I'm not arguing back and forth. I'm not wasting my energy. I'll be calling Chase, my credit card company, and I'll be filing a dispute and I'll get my money back that way. So it made me no difference. Um, but I think once I blasted them and they saw the comments and what people were saying, then they hit me up literally the next morning was like, oh, hello. Thank you for your continued patience while we work on your request. I already checked all possible options and we have that we have on this matter. That being said, a full refund of one thousand three hundred seventy six dollars and eleven cents has been processed to your card and it will be posted to your account for up to 15 business days, depending on your bank's processing time. So they finally decided to refund me my money. So I let everybody know that, you know, what I'm saying that I was refunded, but I just thought it was very interesting how some people were upset that I listened to my gut instinct and they were even trying to shame me and saying I was doing too much. Well, now what's very interesting, this was on June 26, 27th that I went through this fast forward two and a half weeks later, there's a beautiful Olympian. Her name is Kim Glass. And she was assaulted by a homeless man in where? Downtown L.A. She was meeting with a friend and this homeless guy was kind of, you know, lingering around and they were having a really uneasy feeling about him. And this man busted her in her beautiful face with a metal pipe. I mean, this situation was just heartbreaking. I was literally crying when I seen this because this very easily could have been me. And this was what I was feeling when I was like, T, you got to get up out of here. Something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? And for this to happen to her two weeks after my situation and what I was feeling, it was heartbreaking. So I want you guys to watch these video clips of Kim. Um, she's done a few media blitz. She also talked about it on her Snapchat, what happened to her. So I want y'all to check this out. All right, guys, I'm doing this video because I have a lot of messages coming in and I don't want to have to repeat myself and I appreciate all the love. 
um, and I'm sure it's just going to get out and around, so I might as well um, let you guys know what happened. Um, yesterday, I was in downtown LA, and I had a lunch. As I was leaving lunch, I was outside, and I was saying goodbye to a friend, and um, this homeless man ran up. Um, he had something in his hand on he was the other side of the car in the street. And he just like looked at me with some pretty hateful eyes. And um, as I turned to go tell my friend, I think something's like wrong with him and I think he's gonna hit the car. Before I knew it, a big metal bolt like pipe hit me in my hit me right here, here, I just, it happened so fast, he literally flung it from the street, so he was not even close to me at all, um, kind of took me down and out, and they got him, and they held him down until the cops came, um, ambulance came, you know, right now, it looks like my vision will be okay, and, um, I got really great stitching from a doctor, I have just amazing friends and family around me, and supporting me, and that's been the best part, I do have um, multiple fractures up here and a small one here, but my friends have been family, amazing. And um, I just wanted to let you guys know what happened because I know it's gonna get out and, and I'm getting a lot of messages and I love you guys so much and just know that I'm okay. And I hope you guys have an awesome weekend and uh, <laughs> shout out to these eyelashes that have been on ever since. I don't know who made these, but can I get a deal? Because you guys are awesome. Also, like, guys, just be safe out there because you keep your head in the swivel off your phones. I mean, mine wasn't, but it's still, I wasn't ready for it. And um, there's a lot of mentally ill people on these streets right now. And it shouldn't have to be fearful when you walk, but it's true. And so, you guys, just be safe. Sorry. <laughs> Exclusive Olympian Kim Glass in tears as she tells Inside Edition new details about her horrific attack by a homeless man that left her face bruised and battered. I have a stitch here or two and then I have um, multiple fractures in my orbital bone here um, and then a micro fracture down here. She breaks down thinking about how the attack could have been even worse. I could have fell hit my head and there could have been some brain hemorrhaging. New footage shows the blood-splattered sidewalk and an injured Kim right after the senseless assault. Passerbys are trying to stop the bleeding. Her alleged attacker is pinned to the ground. Kim had just had lunch in downtown LA when she says the homeless man clobbered her with a metal pipe for no reason. He scurried up like this and he like looked at me like this and it was just like, it was like rage in his eyes. Then wham. All of a sudden I just go bam and I'm just like, and I'm like, oh snap. And I just fell straight down to the ground. Kim won a silver medal playing volleyball at the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. She often posts motivational and workout videos on Instagram. This six foot three wonder woman never imagined she'd be in the spotlight as a crime victim. Kim says she's grateful to the strangers who stopped to help. Good Samaritan Benson Parks pinned down the homeless man charged in the unprovoked assault. Inside Edition brought Kim and the total stranger together. I heard her screaming. I jump out. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I get instantly mad. It's beautiful, honestly. Yeah, honestly. It's just beautiful because it's just like you didn't have to stop. And 
it just warms me up just to know that like there are people out there that don't turn a blind eye. I was sitting in my uh, truck eating lunch and I heard a woman screaming. So I, you know, get out of my truck and someone says, you know, this guy attacked her. And I'm like, what guy? And so they point to the guy, he's getting away across the street and I see blood everywhere, just, she's just dripping blood. So that was Benson Parks. That was the man who chased down the attacker, speaking to Bill earlier this week, who nearly blinded our next guest, the attacker. She was walking in downtown Los Angeles when the suspect allegedly hit her in the face with a metal pole. He is identified as a homeless man with previous convictions for felony assaults. He was out on parole at the time of that attack. Joining us now is the Olympic silver medalist herself, Kim Glass. Kim, welcome. Mm. How are you feeling? Hi, how are you? Man, I'm healing. I'm healing. My emotions change every day. Mm. Look, you know, you, like I'm, re I'm always really grateful and happy that this didn't turn out as bad as it could have been. But, you know, like, you know, I'll be in the car with someone and someone will come up towards the car. I like freak out sometimes. So every day is a little bit different. I'm still processing this. Yeah. All. Kim, we just want to remind viewers this was in downtown Los Angeles. Daylight. Right. And out yeah. of nowhere, you get yes. socked by a 10-inch bolt. And I, I just have to think, when, when, yeah. when you think back on that, it has to, there has to be some, something in your mind that's saying, how in the, why in the world did that happen? And when you ask yourself that, how do you answer it? You know, I sat with it. I was thinking about it in the ambulance as I was talking to my mom on FaceTime. And I was like, Mom... I don't know why this happened to me, and and I was like, I, I there's nothing I could have done to prevent it, you know. Like I think sometimes we get really, we feel like kind of immune when we're walking in the daytime, right? Regardless, and I think about what I could have done, and I don't. For me, I, I feel like I'm always alert, and I, there's nothing I could have done to prevent this. You know, I know everyone's out there offering me self-defense classes, and how'd you let him get close to you? I'm like, he wasn't close, and I could have never predicted this happening. And as I've been home and thinking about this, I said, God, you chose me for a reason, you know? And the reason is, one, you know, I'm hard-headed, so you knew I was going to make it. <laughs> and I think, uh, and you know that I still have work to do here. And, um, but also because he had other attackers and there's been other victims around Los Angeles and it keeps on happening. And, and everyone's paying attention to me because I'm an Olympian, right? But these other attackers haven't been, um, the other victims haven't been vindicated, mm. right? Every time someone's being let out on the street again and again, they're doing a disservice and they're pretty much saying that these victims' traumas were in vain. And now, like, I'm here to, I'm hoping that this doesn't happen to anyone else again. And that's however a, I can help, yeah. I think that's what it, it's, it's a strong message. For. Because of that, you're calling for change. What do you think could help crack down on attacks like this from happening? Um, well, when I look at it, it's like, you know, I think that we all deserve the opportunities of freedom, you know, but not if you're a terror to society. And this is, this history has repeated itself with this, right? He was let out on probation and he attacked someone else and that was a misdemeanor, right? But before that, he had already assault and battery two other people and they were all women, mm -hmm. right? 
And so what does it take? You know, like we just keep dropping the ball and we keep dropping the ball. You know, I look at it like this, like I'm an, I'm a professional. I was a professional athlete, right? I've been a part of teams all my life, right? And if I keep doing something wrong the entire time, I have to change something because it's not working for the team. Mm. You know, and if I'm not changing something, then I get taken out and someone else replaces me. And at this point, what's the answer? You know, because something, everything that we're doing right now is not working. Yeah, well, and there needs to be a change. A lot of that that answer, frankly, um, comes from people like you when you go public. I mean, we're, we're looking at you. We know what you look like in the hours after. You look terrific, by the way, uh, before and, and after. <laughs> Thank you. But when you go public and tell people, hey, Thanks. man, we can't live like this. Let's get our house in order so that people like me don't have to suffer because of the decisions of other people that they're making for us. That, right. That's your purpose now. I know, man. And I just, I just hope that God leads me and is like gives me the right words or just leads me in the direction that's where everyone's highest good. Mm. Sorry. We wish you Because, you know, I, I didn't expect all Hans this. through the TV camera to you. Kim, we're praying for you. <laughs> Thanks. Hang tough. You have more Thank people behind you than you have, have any idea. So many people support you. I feel it, you guys. It's crazy. And I think that this is what we stand for, right? As b- all the bad that's happened, I tell you, and how divided our country is. But I tell you, like, when you see everyone come together, how everyone's rallied around me, this is what America is supposed to be about. And this is what we stand for. And we got to do this together, you know. Amen Sorry. to that. Yeah. We're learning more tonight about the man arrested for attacking former Olympian Kim Glass in downtown. We first brought you her heart-wrenching interview earlier this week. Now tonight, another victim has come forward describing her attack and her fears that this man would strike again. She spoke with our Joy Benedict, something you will only see right here on KCAL 9. He just came up behind me and he socked me. A painful moment and a painful memory for this woman who was randomly attacked in downtown LA. I felt like a car bike had hit me and I started stumbling forward and I was just crying. Irene Lee remembers it very clearly in August of 2020. She was an attorney at the DA's office when she walked to this Starbucks with a coworker but didn't make it. I'm screaming out crying, Cindy's calling for help and a security guard pepper sprayed my attacker. This is a photo of the bruise on her back and another of her attacker wearing a backpack as they waited for police. It is the same man you see here, Simeon Tasfamarian, the homeless person arrested last week for viciously attacking former Olympian Kim Glass, throwing a construction bolt at her head. Him or other people like that are gonna hurt more people, you know? And uh, he's been let out enough now. In an emotional interview, Glass demanded change after learning that her attacker had a pattern of offenses. Something has to change because what we're doing now is not okay. This man has been let out multiple times. He has done this to other people. According to court records, Tasfamarian assaulted at least four other women. Two women in 2018 were chased with a golf club and a hammer. In January of 2020, records show he pleaded guilty to striking a 19-year-old with a metal pole. He was given probation 
and then attacked Lee. Obviously, it was very alarming to me that I was the fourth woman that's documented that he had attacked. Tasta Marion went to jail for the crime and violating his parole, but with time served, he got out in January. As a victim at that time when I had spoken at the sentencing, I felt like I wasn't being heard. You know, the judge was fully aware of his entire history, even more privy to it than I am. And um, the writing was on the wall. And of course, six months later, yet another offense, this time on Kim Glass. Lee wants to make it clear that this is not a small crime and the system needs to start paying attention to patterns. So repeat offenders like her attacker aren't able to hurt anyone else. By the grace of God, Kim is alive and healing, but I just can't imagine if he bashed her head in and she died and it would just be another murder in downtown LA. And I, I feel like this was entirely preventable. The suspect is being held without bail right now pending a psychological evaluation. All right, so you guys just saw those videos of Kim Glass. I mean, the whole situation is sad, and this woman is gorgeous. She's tall, she's beautiful, she's a volleyball player, she's won an Olympic medal, and she was attacked for no reason by some random homeless man. And thank God for that black guy who ran and caught him and threw him on the ground and got him arrested, you know, instead of just standing there. You know, thank goodness that he, he, he literally ran to go protect this black woman. You know, but the narrative on social media is that black men hate black women. They don't protect them. But that was a real black man right there who stood up for this black woman and ran to go, you know, capture this man who just assaulted her. And thank God he did. You know what I'm saying? Thank God God placed that man there as an angel to go grab that man so he couldn't hurt the next person. So... I've been wanting to talk about this situation for the past few days, but like I said, I've been drained from doing my deep dive, so I wasn't able to talk about it. So I was going to do the podcast about this on Friday, and then on Saturday, I get news again that another person was attacked by a homeless person. Where? In L.A. But unfortunately, this time, race car driver Bobby East, he was killed. He was simply getting gas at the gas station like we all do, filling up, and some crazy homeless man came up to him and stabbed him. Y'all check this news clip out. New details just coming in on the murder of a one-time NASCAR star. Authorities say Bobby East was killed this week at a gas station in California as he was trying to fill his tank. And what we've now learned about the suspect. Here's ABC's Zareen Shaw. Tonight, authorities investigating a shocking crime at a California gas station. A former NASCAR star stabbed to death. Authorities say Bobby East was filling up his tank Wednesday in Westminster near Huntington Beach when suddenly he was attacked. In a statement, police say they tried to save East's life at the gas station until paramedics rushed him to a trauma center where he died. The stabbing setting up a manhunt, police tracking down the suspect Friday, their search warrant resulting in an officer-involved shooting, wounding their canine unit dog. Officers arresting Trent Millsap. According to reports, the 27-year-old was homeless. The 37-year-old East, a Torrance native, had been living in Indiana and was a three-time U.S. Auto Club champion and the son of Hall of Fame car builder Bob East. This coming just days after another attack of an athlete by a homeless man. Former Olympic volleyball player Kim Glass claiming she was brutally beaten by a homeless man in Los Angeles. That suspect arrested. 
And with minutes ago, we learned that suspect who allegedly attacked that NASCAR driver died in that police involved shooting. Wit. Zareen Shaw with those late details. Thank you. All right. So you guys just saw that news clip. This whole situation just really disturbed my spirit yesterday when I found out about this second attack. The man who attacked Bobby East, his name was Trent William Millsap, and he was also later on killed by the police. Um, it just goes to show you that listening to your discernment and strengthening your discernment can literally be a life and death situation. When the Kimberly Glass situation happened, this is what I wrote on Instagram. I'm going to read this to you guys. I said, this is so damn sad. Now, do some of y'all understand why the fuck I left the Airbnb that had locks sitting outside in front of homeless people and drug addicts? There's a lot of mental illness in L.A. When I saw all them men watching me mess with that lock, I said, fuck it and grabbed my stuff and left. These men would have had no problem busting me in the back of my head. I do not trust many of the homeless population in L.A. Many tend to be schizophrenic and they will chase you and attack you at any given point in time. Anyone who has lived in L.A. can attest to this. It's scary prayers to Kim Glass. And I had a lot of people reply and say, no, T, we believed you then, you know, and you're so right. The same thing is going on in New York City. Um, we've had situations where people were walking and they've been they've had feces thrown at them. In downtown L.A., it's it's gotten that bad. The homelessness, the schizophrenia, you know, so I, I, I'm doing this to let you guys know that there is nothing wrong with listening to your spiritual discernment, a.k.a. your gut instinct. So today's show sponsor is Athletic Greens <laughs> with the S at the end. Um, so what is this you ask? Who is Athletic Greens? Basically, they are a company where you can get all of your vitamins in one. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics to help your day start right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging. Basically, it hits all of the systems, okay? Everything that we need to stay healthy, Athletic Greens does that. Not only does it taste good, but it also gives you a lot of energy. It's simple to use. You just scoop it, dump it, shake it, sip it, and you're done, okay? Another really cool thing about Athletic Greens is the price. It costs less than $3 a day. You're literally investing in your health. And it's cheaper to do this than getting a bunch of different supplements and pills for yourself. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supplement of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So I know some of y'all may be asking, well, what is spiritual discernment? What does that mean? So let me go ahead and break that down to you. To have discernment means to understand or know something through the power of the spirit. Spiritual discernment also helps with the decision-making process. The word discernment, the Latin root of discernment, means to separate or set apart. Okay? Discernment is a useful gift in various situations in our lives. It is the ability to evaluate a situation and choose a course of action 
while staying aware of the moral implications of all options. A lot of times as people, we base decisions on two ways. Our decisions are usually made in absolute headstrong logic or else we base our decisions on heart logic, meaning we go off of our emotions. So those are the two ways that we make decisions as humans, either emotional decisions or headstrong, head-based decisions. Most people who choose only headstrong decisions, they tend to sometimes be more cold, um, they're rational, they're more impersonal, uh, and they don't leave a lot of room for objectiveness. They're usually one way when you only think with your head. People who tend to make more heart-based decisions, um, they tend to be more passionate, they tend to be more empathetic and centered in their feelings, but they can also get taken advantage of or they can sometimes not make the right decisions because they're thinking with their hearts and they're not thinking logically. So to strengthen your spiritual discernment and awareness, you need to understand that both of those sides have good points and bad points. There's strengths and weaknesses in thinking with your head and thinking with your heart. So what it is is that you want to have an equal balance of both. You want to have an equal balance of strong logic and also empathy. You know what I'm saying? So that is what it is to strengthen your discernment is to have that equal balance of both and to understand that it is okay to put yourself, your safety, and your well-being first. You don't owe anybody anything. If something does not feel right, get the hell up out of there. You know, just because you're using spiritual discernment or, or discernment in general does not mean that, you know, you're supposed to use it to necessarily judge people or bring people down or act like you're superior or better than. All it simply means is that you are judging the situation. I don't know any of those homeless men that were out there. I'm not judging them as people per se, right? Because I don't know them. I don't know what caused them to be in that situation. And as an empath, my heart goes out to them. I, You know, I've been there. I've been homeless too. So my heart goes out to them. But in that situation, I'm going to judge you and I'm going to put myself first because, again, I don't know y'all from a can of paint. At one point in time, y'all were walking back and forth. Now y'all have stopped walking and y'all are watching me. And I'm not feeling the energy that's coming from y'all's direction. So you know what? It's time for me to pack up my shit, get back to my car, and get the hell up out of Dodge. So again, it's not about judging them per se, but it's about, you know, weighing the options. If I sit here and keep tinkering with this bullshit, what if one of them gets froggy and leaps, right? So that's how we should look at stuff. It's not, you shouldn't feel bad because you're judging a whole situation, but it's not about judging that person. It's about judging the whole entirety of the situation and what may happen to you in that situation as that person. Because when I go out of town, my only goal outside of having fun and meeting people is to come back home safely to my kids. Okay. So I'm going to make sure that my discernment is on point when I'm not feeling something or somebody's energy or situation, I don't go or I leave early. I get up out of there because something just does not feel right. And it's okay. And we have to stop allowing people's judgments of our actions to affect us. Well, if I leave this party right now, they might think I'm on one or I might be, you know, I'm acting stuck up. And then you sit there and the party gets shot up. And now you, you know what I'm saying? Now you feeling away like, damn, I should have left. So a lot of times it's okay to just use that judgment and to listen to that gut instinct and say, you know what? Nah, this is not for me. I'm not going to go. Um, something doesn't feel right here. Let me get up out of here. 
sadly, one of the things that get in the way of people's intuition, gut instinct, discernment, however you want to describe it, sometimes one of the things that gets in the way is overthinking situations, okay? You can't overthink everything. The ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning is what affects people from just making the moves that they need to make. Overthinking is one of the biggest issues when it comes to people not listening to their gut instinct. Putting excessive thought into every decision, walking through countless scenarios and outcomes can lead you away from your gut instinct, especially if you're overthinking it to rationalize or justify something, okay? So imagine if I just sat there overthinking it like, oh, TT, you're tripping, you're judging these people, you're judging this situation, you just need to go ahead and just keep on trying to unlock this box. Anything could have happened. But because I was like, I'm not overthinking this, this shit don't feel right, I'm out. You know, so sometimes you have to be very stern and logical with yourself in order for your gut instinct and your intuition to kick in. You know what I'm saying? So if you overthink, if you're overthinking something too much, slow down. Slowing down is a good way to really be able to process information. And granted, it can kind of be hard when you're in the moment, but slowing down allows you to clear your mind. It helps you to better recognize and process the information that you're receiving not only in your mind, but in your body. And to do so, you have to mentally and physically clear away the clutter. So you can't think about what people are going to think about you. Is this person going to be upset? Um, Are they going to talk bad about you? You can't think about that. At that point, you have to put yourself first and slow down and think what is in the best interest for you in this time and space. Slowing down means purposely making space for your intuition to occupy. The slower pace helps you to shift your perspective and clear away any distractions so that you can see and feel what truly matters. Also, when it comes to your intuition, intuition is gonna be grounded within the sensations in the body. So you need to learn to recognize that. For example, you know, feel for signs where maybe you feel hot, a tightness, sore, tingly feeling, anger, frustration, a tight jaw, your shoulders are raised. You feel tense when somebody walks towards you. Those are all signs of your intuition trying to kick in and tell you something's not right. If you get around somebody and they automatically feel weird or you feel kind of standoffish or you kind of feel like you want to be closed into yourself, get away from that person. That person means you no good. You know, and even Kim Glass was saying that when she looked at that guy, She saw a bunch of like anger and just weird shit in his eyes. You know what I'm saying? She felt that energy from across the street. She felt there was something wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? And from across the street, he was able to throw that metal object dead at her face. But imagine if when she first made eye contact with him, I was like, damn, something ain't right. And she just happened to move to the left or to the right. You know, who knows if that could have helped you know, prevent it. He got ready to throw it and she was able to duck. You just never know. But yeah, definitely listen to those gut instincts. When those gut instincts are telling you something, listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you had time to process it. Don't ever second guess your gut instinct. That's why God gave us a gut instinct, aka discernment, intuition, whatever you want to call it. Remember, your spiritual discernment and your intuition are like a sword. It's like an invisible protection. It cuts through deception, traps, BS. It's truly one of the greatest tools that we have as human beings to protect ourselves, especially on this spiritual journey called life, honey, okay? Remember, discernment is the ability to see things for what they are and not what you want them to be. So I really want to talk about these two situations 
Because I just find the whole thing just really, really sad that both of these people were attacked in the same city by homeless people. You know what I'm saying? And I think the crime has gotten so bad around the country, but especially in California, and mental illness is just on the rise. You have people who are depressed, they're being fired, they're losing their jobs, their livelihoods, and they're taken to the streets. So you never know who you're walking by. You never know where their mentality is, where their train of thought is. So you have to be careful. Like she said, you have to keep your head on a swivel. You can't assume because it's broad daylight and it's sunny out and you're just going out for brunch that everybody's on that same wavelength. So I want you guys to take from this podcast, one, to strengthen your good instinct, strengthen your discernment, and to also understand that there are things going on out here that we all have to be aware of. So on that note, thank you so much for joining me on this good Sunday. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to y'all later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.